Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Scarier very soon. All this and more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. All right, welcome back to another episode of Pinstripe Talk. I am your host, Eamon, here with my co host, Anthony. And um, how have you been? like in uh, the last week of Yankees baseball. It's been an interesting week with the uh, White Sox series uh, being very disappointing and um, yesterday's game being, uh, being one hell of a ball game. So it's been an interesting week, but I think uh, a week of improvements. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely feel like the Yankees are, uh, are settling down a bit after a lot of unexpected injuries. Um, but yeah, I think they've been playing well, but let's hop into, uh, before we hop into our first segment, let's talk about some, you know, weekly awards and uh, how, you know, people have been looking for, I guess, the few weeks of the season starting. So who are your takes? Well, my um, my MVP um, is going to LeMayhew. He's had two multi-hit games, an RBI single yesterday, another, another base hit. Uh, one for four game, another game. He's just been consistently great, uh, great at bats, working walks, getting deep into counts. So he's my MVP for the week. Cy Young, uh, James Paxton. Uh, I don't think I've ever. I was I was actually at the game uh, last night, and I don't think I've ever been to a game that was pitched better than James Paxton last night. He was he was phenomenal. My rookie goes to Joe Harvey, uh, a bullpen pitcher the Yankees just brought up. Uh, he's pitched in three games and given up no earned runs, um, four, four innings overall. And my gold glove goes to Gio Urshela, who made a phenomenal play at third base, going to his backhand, fell down from his knees as he was falling, throws out a speedy Mookie Betts at first base by a half step. So he gets my gold glove. Uh, those are my awards for the week. Uh, tell me, Please tell me yours. I really can't. I really can't argue um, the ones you chose because they were very similar to mine. With uh, Lemayhew definitely being um, one of my guys that I've been looking at since the season started. He's hit a lot of multi-hit games. Um, this guy doesn't really strike out a lot, so uh, having him high in the order, even lead off, is really really good. And I, uh, I think he's a guy that will get base hits. He's not one of the usual, you know, Yankees that hits home runs, hits for power. He's a base hit doubles kind of guy. And I feel like that's really good in a lineup with power. Um, it kind of mixes it up a little bit. So I really like LeMahieu right now. Um, he's kind of him and Glaber Torres are kind of uh, getting a lot of multi-hit games. I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm liking 
uh, you know, the production from both of them. Um, my Cy Young will have to go with Paxton. Uh, he had an unbelievable start uh, yesterday. I think it was probably one of the best starts we've seen since his no-hitter. Um, and even as a Yankee, this is his best start we've ever seen him as well. So I think he definitely gets it for this week. Uh, and I, I really can't say in any other words. I think he was doing great. Uh, defense, uh, Urshela, that play last night was amazing. And for a guy that I really didn't have a lot of high expectations for, he was a guy that's just, you know, uh, he's just filling in. I think he did really well. And I think he's doing really well. And, um, yeah. And I think my rookie has to actually go with Harvey as well. I think all these guys that you mentioned are, are, were the best of the week. And, uh, yeah, Harvey's been doing really well, and um, I'm glad he's, uh, he's a, a guy that's stepping up for, uh, for the Yankees in the bullpen. So, yeah, I think all of those were, were great. Yeah, they all, they all really had great weeks. Um, they all are playing very, very well. Uh, Joe Harvey is a nice guy to have out of the bullpen now because after the shaky start we had with our bullpen, now some stability. Uh, and Gio Rochelle, obviously, um, he's, hitting, he's hitting well, too. So uh, he's filling in admirably at third base. Um, but those are our those are our weekly awards, and now we're going to go into our uh, our first segment, which is this uh, this two game Red Sox series, and we'll start with yesterday's ball game. What we thought about uh, the positives and negatives, uh, please, Eamon, uh, tell me what you thought. Um, I think it was a great game. I think the Yankees definitely this with the rival with the, with these two teams with the World Series, the defending champs. I really feel like the Yankees winning this game felt amazing for them it's not just a win that they got you know from any other team this was the Red Sox and I feel like it really helped them it gives them a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum going into this next game today and for the rest of this uh you know the season um knowing that we have a lot of injuries I feel like this really helped the team so all in all I think it was a great series I think Paxton pitched amazing I think the offense clicked really well and I'm glad it clicked in this uh this game because we did verse Chris Sale and I did say we were doing the predictions for the you know the Red Sox and all that that Chris Sale his injury you know when he got injured he came back his velocity wasn't as high it's still kind of he's not really pitching very well now um the Yankees really didn't see a full great Chris Sale um I think he's still struggling and I think uh for the Red Sox it's a little bit of a it's kind of a a little bit of a kind of being worried for them because, you know, they extended his contract. They did all this other stuff and now he's still not, you know, producing, I think his average velocity is down to 91. Um, and it was at 95 last year starting the, the year off. So Chris Sale isn't doing very well, but the Yankees, you know, it's still Chris Sale. He's still going to produce and, you know, do very well. And the Yankees really just tore him apart, and I'm really happy about that. Um, but going into this next next series today, we have Nathan Evaldi. That the last start they saw Nathan, he destroyed them, and they put up 14 runs in that playoff game. So it's going to be an interesting game tonight uh, with Hap on the mound and uh, his recent struggles. Uh, hopefully, he could figure everything out. But yeah, I think the Yankees definitely that first game definitely helped them out a lot. It certainly did. Um, Chris Sale 
was throwing fairly hard. He was topping out like 96, 97, but he's missing that snap on the fastball. He's missing that extra oomph, and it's flat, and they're hitting it, and he's really – He's really not the pitcher he once was. I don't think he's going to be again. He'll be good. I just don't think he'll be the pitcher he once was. Now we're getting a um, we're getting a phone call. Someone wants to talk about uh, Yank Sox. So let's let's get to that. Yeah, how you doing? This is uh, AJ from Huntington. Um, I just wanted to ask you a quick question regarding uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Obviously, they're both struggling to begin the season, but they're kind of struggling for for different reasons. Uh, the Yankees seem to be struggling primarily because they're, uh, they're rattled with injuries, whereas the Red Sox are just not playing well. So if you had to, I guess, take a stance on that, would you rather be in a situation that the Yankees are in with struggling and not having your players in the field, not knowing necessarily when a lot of them are going to come back, or would you rather just have your, your players who historically have played well, you know, slumping a little bit and, and, and look at it from the Red Sox perspective as a, uh, you know, they're going to play well and play to the back of their baseball card. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, great question. Um, yeah. Personally, and this is, this is not Yankee bias, I'd rather have my team not be healthy and playing bad than just be a fully healthy team with your, with your A lineup out there and just performing badly, underperforming. Because you have guys like Mookie Betts, who's batting like 211. You have guys like Mitch Moreland, who's not hitting home runs, who's batting under 200. Rafael Devers isn't playing well. The only guys playing well for the Red Sox are Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. Um, and that's it. They have a fully healthy team, for the most part, and they are, they are just not playing well. And you can make an argument that, I mean, players regress. Players get worse. It's just all a part of the aging process. So you could make an argument that maybe they are going to be bad this year. I highly doubt it, but you could make that argument. The Yankees, on the other hand, have Stanton, Sanchez, which we'll get to later, Bird, uh, Andujar, Didi, Tulowitzki, Hicks, Severino, Batanzas, Montgomery, all on the injured list. Those are some significant performers. And if you're without that and playing badly, then there is a legitimate argument saying, okay, the Yankees are not at full capacity. They're not going to be playing as well as they hope because most of their team is on the injured list. And if I was a Red Sox fan, I would be extraordinarily concerned at my poor play um, over the Yankees' poor play because they have a fully operational team. We do not. We have a limping team. And we're playing better than they are with our B roster. I would be very concerned if I was a Red Sox fan. Okay, well, thanks yeah, so much. I, I appreciate your uh, your feedback on that. Phenomenal question. Thank mm-hmm. you. Eamon? Um, yeah, I think uh, what you said was, uh, was good. Um, I think the Red Sox right now are in a bit of a struggle with the guys that they have and – it's a little weird because they were the best offense last year. So um, I think, you know, it's, they're probably going to pan out being very well, but right now they're struggling. Yeah, they're, they're, and you're right. They're probably going to end up averaging out and being a good team. Uh, It's probably far too early to say that their, their season's done and to, to to call out the, um, the Red Sox as a losing team. 
So I still think they're going to win. Uh, have a winning season. I think they're going to win the wild card and then be a, be a good team. But I would be concerned if I was a Red Sox fan. But uh, going back to what we were talking about before the Yankees-Red Sox series, um, everything you saw yesterday out of the Yankees was positive. You have big guys stepping up like Mike Talkman with four RBIs, an RBI double, and, a, and his first major league home run, a three-run home run for Rasmo Ramirez. Um, you have Clint Frazier who went deep. Um, you have guys like Gio Urshela with the, with the amazing play at third base. He also hit a double. So you have backup stepping up. You have Judge with two hits. He hit a double and a single. You have Glaber Torres with a home run. You have LeMahieu with an RBI single and Voigt with an RBI single. All, a lot of this with two outs. That's what good teams do. And not to mention, like I said, I'll say it all day, James Paxton, the guy we traded for, showed up last night. Pinpoint control. Phenomenal knuckle curve. Phenomenal slider. His fastball was being dotted. He's topped out at 99 miles an hour on his fastball. He was the ace we traded for last night. Eight innings, two hits, one walk, 12 strikeouts, no runs. A phenomenal performance from the Yankees' ace. Overall, it was a well-played ballgame by the Yankees and really showed how weak the Red Sox can be when facing a good team. Yeah, um, I think the guy that we traded for, James pa- James Paxton, um, I think that's what we expected from him coming in coming to the Yankees and pitching against really good teams. I think that's what we need uh, from him. And I think he, not just that start, but I think he needs to continue doing that with Severino out. I think, you know, him and Tanaka have to be like really on their ball for us to stay above 500 um, and not, you know, dip below or be uh, be like a 50 or a 50, 50 team. So I think, yeah, Paxton did really well. Um, It's just, it's really nothing you could say about his star. I think that was just unbelievable from him. And we didn't really have to use the bullpen um, which was even better because the bullpen is struggling and we don't know what we're going to get from the bullpen, you know, last, you know, yesterday. So I think it's, it, it was a really well-played game. It was a, it was a very well-played game by the Yankees, uh, saving the bullpen, uh, overall great pitching, great hitting an A plus effort by the Bronx bombers yesterday. Um, but with that, that'll uh, wrap up our coverage of uh, Red Sox series. We'll go into the white Sox series after this short break. Hello, it's Tim from the Amazing Mets podcast, where every Thursday night we cover everything you need to know about the New York Mets. On this week's episode, from 8 o'clock to 8.45 Eastern Standard Time, we will be talking about the Todd Frazier and Jed Lauer situation and what their roles will be when they come back from their injuries. Along with that, we will also be covering our starting pitching struggles and what trades or signings we could do to fix that situation. We will also be talking about P. Alonso's contribution to the New York Mets and how it was a good decision to bring him up now instead of the service time which we could have had. We will also be opening up our mailbag for any Mets fan who has any questions who wants to get Sal and I's thoughts on the New York Mets. Alright, I'm going to let you get back to your show right now, but just make sure to tune into the Amazing Mets podcast this Thursday night from 8 to 8.45. See you there. 
All right. Welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome back, everybody. We'll be hopping into the next segment here, which is the White Sox series, um, which was a pretty interesting series uh, to watch um, as the Yankees did drop them two to one. So uh, what, what were your thoughts on that, that whole series alone? Uh, the White Sox series was an interesting one because it, was, it had some very good positives, but also some, some glaring negatives. Um, game one, range for inning, a uh, 9-6 loss. Uh, Jay Happ had a bad first few innings. He, he uh, went four and he up six runs. Uh, it was it was not a good start for Happ. Um, Chad Green didn't pitch well. Nobody really pitched well. It, it was a it was a game of where Yankees. T- I think they took the lead at one point. Uh, they were they were up, they were up at one point, and they lost it. They lost it. The White Sox can really hit. Uh, that's that's one thing that the White Sox do really well. Uh, they hit. So he had to really hold them down, and the Yankees just did not do that. They were up four one. Up five uh, two, and they they gave up the lead. Eloy Jimenez had two home runs, and you can't you can't do that with a team like this. You can't you gotta beat, gotta beat the White Sox. Uh, game two was incredibly incredibly important because we got the big man back. We got CC back. CC came out, pitched five innings, gave up one hit. Domingo Herman was dominant out of the bullpen with two innings and four strikeouts. Zach Britton with a strong inning. Orlos Chapman with a strong inning. Um, Nova pitched well for the White Sox. He did. Um, but we ended up getting the best of the White Sox. Um, everyone had a hit in the game except for uh, who started, except for uh, uh, Talquin and Wade. But um, a home run from Judge extended the lead. Big RBIs uh, from Big Ishioka and Voigt. And, and small ball. Small ball with, um, with, a, with, a, with a, a suicide squeeze from Tyler Wade to score a run. So that was, that was an important uh, piece of small ball for the Yankees there. And in game three, um, one bad pitch. One bad pitch from Tanaka. Um, give up a grand slam to Tim Anderson, and um, Yankees couldn't fight back. It was um, – they, they looked fairly anemic. So it was an up-and-down series, but a positive when we saw Sabathia back. And I think having Sabathia back influences the team far beyond just having him back on the mound. Um makes the team looser. It makes the team more focused on winning because having a veteran there instead of in Tampa and rehabbing um, improves the clubhouse culture. So he probably talked to James Paxson before, before the game yesterday and, and told them little things here or there. I know Carlos Beltran did. Carlos Beltran, now an advisor uh, for the Yankees, helped Paxson, who said he was tipping his pitches, and helped, uh, helped Paxson realize what he was doing, and he fixed it. So having Sabathia here um, clearly helps – other pitchers. I mean, just as an example, as an example, uh, after Sabathia's start, Jay Happ, um, during Sabathia's uh, post-game interviews, went up to with Sabathia like an interviewer, ho- uh, holding a fake microphone. He was using a, uh, a hairspray can, and asked him, uh, "CC Sabathia, Jay Happ here. Um, how do you uh, how do you spot your pitches in the first inning?" So and, and CC just started laughing. So it shows that having CC around really improves his team both on and off the field. So overall, it, it was positives and negatives, obviously a losing series, but I think the overall, uh, I give it a positive because we got the big man, big, big man back on the mound. Yeah, I, um, I loved seeing CC come back. Um, it was, it kind of enlightened the Yankees. Um, it made, it made it feel like the Yankees were, you know, it, it was them with, even with all these injuries, 
it felt like it was the normal team. Um, he pitched – it looked like he was pitching in the playoffs from, from 2017. He was just phenomenal. Um, he was dominating, and it was really great to watch, um, and I think it was great. Uh, the first series, uh, Eloy Jimenez, which is one of probably the hottest prospect right now, just – he hit – I think he hit his first home run of his career there. Um, but he's, he's going to be a problem, uh, for a lot of, for a lot of teams to face. Cause he's got the power. He's got every, he, he's got the arm in the outfield. Um, so yeah, he's going to be a really good prospect for them. And I think, you know, it showed, it showed in that first game that, you know, he could hit the ball. He's not just a guy that's here to, you know, not play around. So I think, uh, for the white Sox, that was, they, you know, they did very well that first game. Jay, uh, Jay Happ didn't really – he's been continuing his rough first few innings, um, which is not good to see because when we got him, we, you know, he was doing amazing. So I do expect him to settle down and, you know, not be so bad in those innings. Um, but I think, you know – He's pitching tonight, so we'll see how it goes, but I think it doesn't really continue. Um, he just had a, b- a few bad starts, so um, I think that's totally fine. Uh, but, yeah, I think he definitely bounces back, and we'll we'll see tonight if he can um, pick that up. Uh, the third game, Tanaka has been great all year. Um, I'm not going to really throw shade to him for one game, but he, you know, he threw a bad pitch to a, a hot – really hot bat of Tim Anderson. And um, I think it was just a mistake. He missed his spot and uh, the Yankees really couldn't crawl back. Um, but yeah, that was, that was an all right game. Uh, Tanaka did, did, he did pretty well besides giving up that home run, but uh, yeah, with a red hot bat of Tim Anderson, I think it's really nothing to really uh, have an excuse for. Um, but the one the one bad thing I would say for this whole series is the first game we did get, it was a rain out. So we didn't play the full nine innings, but um, we still lost. So I think all in all, we got, you know, CC back. I think that's really good for the rotation um, as that does bring Herman into the bullpen who actually did get the win um, in that game. So I think everything all in all was really, really good. And uh, I, it was a positive series, even though we lost, I think it was a positive series to, bring into the Red Sox um, one. So, yeah, I think everything was really good. I I, I do agree with you uh, that the series was more positive than it was negative. I mean, granted, we lost two games. But having CC back, as I said, um, really shows that this team, when healthy, is, is, is really a formidable team. He's the first guy that got back from injury. So he's, uh, he's an important cog. In, uh, in his team, and he and he proved why he is um, uh, in his in his first start of the season. The the most frustrating part about the series was the first game. Uh, we we had the lead, we had lead several times. We had two leads, uh, well two leads of different sizes, five 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 to one and uh, and four to one, and we really in the bullpen just gave it up, and Jay Happ gave it up as well. I mean. We, we, we gave him a, a lead, and he gave up a run in the first inning, but we gave him a lead, and he couldn't hold it. He could, that's the most frustrating part of the whole series. That's the most frus- frustrating part of any ball game is when you have a lead uh, of, of any size, of 
what are the one, two, three runs, and it's given up like that. When you score runs and give it right back, that that is that is incredibly frustrating. But aside from that, I believe that the series is positive, um, mainly because Sabathia returned and proved why he's that's so important. Um, so that's why I, I consider the series a positive. Our bullpen after that game has uh, has pitched better, has, has pitched a lot better. Zach Britton pitched uh, pitched a great inning um, in the uh, in in the win of that game when CC pitched. Uh, Joe Harvey's pitched well out of the bullpen. Ottavino's pitched great all season. Uh, the one guy that the Yankees really need to get back on track is uh, is Chad Green. Now I don't know what's his, been his issue, but uh, if I'm going to have to guess, Chad Green's been trying to make himself into a three pitch pitcher. And when Yankee fans notice, when Chad Green is going well, he's a one-pitch pitcher. It's a fastball. It's only the fastball, and that might not be the best way to do things. But I believe that he uh, is, is at his best when he is being uh, a one-pitch fastball pitcher. And we're getting uh, a phone call in. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about last night's ball game. So. All right. Good afternoon. Hello there. Yeah, uh, this is Lou from Jersey, a uh, long, long-time Yankee fan and a uh, Red Sox hater. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean the Yankees use it because you know, with all the in- with all the injuries that are piling up on the Yankees list right now, you, you know it does make it kind of hard for this team to compete with. I mean we are twelve on the injured list, but yet they managed to pull through last night. They did. Um, the Yankees really need, and they've done, um, the, and had the mentality of next man up, next man up. They uh, they, right. they really pushed the fact that the Yankees, yes, they're hurt, but they need to supply the team with next position, the next player, next position player, next pitcher, and you do your job the best of your ability, and we're going to win ball games. So they really stressed that, uh, and that's why they won the game last night. Yeah, I'm not surprised to finish though in uh, two and a half hours. I mean, usually they're done only with uh, two winnings by that point. Well, when James Paxton pitches eight innings and only gives up two hits, the game's going to go by pretty fast. Yeah, because you know, cause I've seen, of course, uh, Yankees where they scan throughout the years, and every time, you know, you think when someone's going to pull it out, uh, Boston comes right back. You know, if they're down, you know, five nothing, doesn't matter. They come back and score four runs or if Boston if Boston's up by uh, five, the Yankees come back and score like uh, five runs in becomes a long drawn out five six hour ball game. Well, but it, we're, we're very far away from the days of Josh Beckett pitching against Andy Pettit and those games going four and a half oh, hours. Yeah. Um, so, a concise, a very well pitched ball game last night was very important uh, for the Yankees in, uh, going into Game Two today. What do you think is wrong with Boston this year, though? I mean, this is their worst start in about 20 years or so. Um, what do you think, Eamon? Um, I think I have to – I mean, it's got to be the World Series, like the defending champ Hangover. type of hype. Uh, it happens with a lot of teams after they win the World Series. They start dip, – they, they dip down. Uh and you see a little bit of struggle. I think it did happen with the Cubs uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it, you could you could kind of see it from after they won. 
Um, so I think it, it's one of those things where you're at the top for so long and then they come back next season with all of this stuff. Every, all the teams are against them and mm-hmm. they're just, they just fall apart. And it happens, it, you could see, I think it happened with the Royals. It happens with a lot of teams after mm-hmm. they do win. Definitely Royals. It, it happens with a lot of teams after they win. So I think it's just one of those things that the Red Sox are are in right now and uh, they just have to go you know, get over it. So a hangover effect. Yeah, basically. That's what I thought. It it could be a hangover effect, but you got to think about uh, the fact that this team is very good. I just think the fact that Chris Sale's regressing their, um, their, their rotation is regressing. Uh, Rick Porcello is inconsistent of all these inconsistent Chris Sale um, is not the pitcher he was. He he was uh, a few years ago. I think he's right now. With, with an 8.5 ERA, his ERA was nine going into the game yesterday. He gave up four runs, and his ERA actually went down. So it shows yeah, you how, like, how poorly he's pitching. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, something doesn't seem right around here. I mean, this is not the this is not the uh, Red Sox. Dino just won the World Series. I'm like, their ERAs are through the roof, and like, uh, you know, couple like couple with the fact their bullpen is terrible. Yeah, I can see that. It, I mean that's not like that's not like them. We haven't seen anything like this since like uh, the early '90s. Well, the Red Sox, um, the Red Sox definitely are looking to improve. Uh, hopefully not tonight. Uh, thank you, Luke, for exactly. the, the questions and the phone call. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we have to head to break. Uh, we're going to go right. into the Yankees injuries. Right this. Hello, baseball fans. This is Blake here from the Rattle Up Podcast, your go-to show for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Make sure to stop by this Friday at 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern for this week's edition of Rattle Up. As Chris and I talk about the D-backs' early season struggles, which some fans are already taking as signs of last year's September collapse. An inconsistent offense paired with a team ERA north of 5.5 have gotten the D-backs off to a decent 8-9 start. But who's been the main contributors to that record? All that answered plus game-by-game analysis from this past week of D-backs baseball coming to you this Friday on Rattle Up. I'll get you back to this show but make sure to stop by this Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern. See you there. All right. Welcome back. We'll Welcome be back. hopping in. We'll be hopping into our next segment and our final one of this show, uh, injuries. Uh, this has been the face of the Yankees for the first, I guess, month or maybe even more. Uh, we don't know, but... Let's hop in because we do have more people added to the already big list of Yankees players. So uh, let's. What do you, what is your intake on you know the people that are getting added, uh, the progression of other guys? Well, two players that added to the injured list since we last spoke uh, last Wednesday: uh, Greg Bird and Gary Sanchez. Uh, two sizable bats, one bigger than the other, but. Greg Berg going on the injured list, personally, I think, uh, ends his ties with the Yankees. He has been injured for far too long and for far too often. His bat can be good at times, and he's shown that it can be a very important and potent bat, but he has lived with Greg Bird and his injuries for too long, and it's, in my opinion, time to cut ties. It's it's too much. We can't keep carrying a guy who's made of glass. We we just cannot carry a man like that on this team. 
Um, just keep pushing him along. I feel very bad for him. I, I think he's a, I think he's a good ball player. I think he can be. I think he's, for all for all I've seen, he's a good person. So I feel bad for Greg Bird, but stri- strictly from a baseball perspective, I think it's time um, to cut our ties with Greg Bird. Now the other injury we had this week was Gary Sanchez, who was a very sizable injury. Uh, Gary has a calf strain, and uh, he'll be out for. Uh, He's on, he's on the 10-day IL right now, and he, uh, him, Yankees, Brass, Aaron Boone have all said that when 10 days are up, he'll be back. They, um, they, they really didn't believe that pinch hitting him in the game against Houston was going to affect him. It didn't affect him. He said he felt it in the first game or the last game. So, um, it, and he said he could have played through this, but trying to avoid something bigger, he put him on the IL game, 10 days off, and uh, he's back hopefully on Sunday. Um, other news and notes about the Yankees injuries. Aaron Hicks has hit um, at Yankee Stadium on the field. Uh, he hasn't uh, played many rehab games yet, but he is hitting off the, off the tee. He is hitting in the cage. So he is getting back, and he'll be back probably in early to mid-May. Uh, Andrew Hart has continued to hit and throw. He, he said he feels the injury when he throws, but when he's hitting, he feels no pain. Uh, and even when he's throwing, it's not, uh, it's not an immense amount of pain. So maybe we can have him back uh, for the season. And uh, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, the Yankees, they say they're expecting to have him back either just before or during their, their West Coast trip uh, at the end of April. So um, there are some, uh, some big bats who could be coming back soon. As far as pitchers go, um, Dylan Batantis have been shut down for four to six more weeks. And Severino looks like to be coming back sometime in early June. So pitching is not, uh, is not our strong suit right now, but we are getting some key offensive players back soon, and uh, this team should be, um, should, should be firing all cylinders, or at least most cylinders, relatively shortly. Yeah. Um, I think with the progression of some of these guys like Stanton and, and Duhar, which I'm actually really happy we don't have to go into a season-ending injury with surgery and everything with him. I'm, ha- I'm happy he's doing very well and he's progressing. Um, but with Stanton, I, I'm, I'm happy we're going to get him You know, later this month. We kind of need him. Uh, but with last night's game, I don't know, because, you know, Talkman and Clint Frazier, you know, they showed up. But we always, Stanton is a guy that you always want. So I think I'm glad, you know, he's coming back. And uh, Hicks, I've, I can't wait till he comes back. I think he's going to make this team so much better. Um, and we really need that little switch hitter in the lineup. Um, but with all those guys feeling, you know, getting a bit better, um, we're going to see them hopefully back, uh, as I say, hopefully as in, and, and Duhar, um, hopefully he can come back, uh, and not miss this whole season, but I wouldn't, I would be fine with him not playing, taking the season off and not work, you know, getting their surgery or getting another bad injury, um, and just, you know, leave it off. So I think, you know, all in all, the people that are injured right now that are coming back, it looks like they're doing very well. Uh, Batances kind of is a disappointment to me because I feel like he, we, he would be so good in the bullpen right now for us. Um, he's such, he's such a great arm with, besides the control, he's, he's a really good pitcher. So, uh, I wish we can get him back as long with also Severino. I mean, those two guys we, we desperately need right now, but you know, they need to figure out what, you know, they, 
is wrong with them and, uh, you know, get healthy and be able to come back this season. Um, but yeah, so all those guys that are injured. It looks like they're doing very well. Um, besides, you know, Luis Severino and Batances getting held back, but, uh, yeah, everything looks good. Gary Sanchez, this, once I heard this, I was disappointed just cause we had this type of thing last year where he got injured and then he got into a slump and actually he was in a slump before he got injured. And then all this other, and he just had a bad season because of injuries. So I hope it doesn't turn out to be that because he's actually doing really well this year. Um, but it, it just, it, it makes me a little sad that, you know, we're losing him. He's a big bat in the lineup. He's doing very well. And then he goes off with an injury, but it looks like he's going to, it's not a big injury. It's just for a few days. Um, so I think that's fine, but we'll see how he does after the injury. Hopefully he does better, but uh, we'll have to see. Greg Bird, this guy, I, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally done with. They, they really can't hold on to Greg Bird anymore. Um, he came down with another injury. I mean, you really can't rely on a guy at first base with as as Greg Bird is right now. Um, we keep giving him chances. We keep giving him, you know, all this all this stuff, and he he just gets injured again. Uh, and it's it's sad to see that because it just feels like he has. He plays a few games. He starts getting, he starts going, and then he gets injured again. Now he's out for another half of the year. Um, then he does. It's like the same cycle that keeps going on, and it's just, it's just we can't have a guy like that. He, it sounds like he's getting into like an Ellsbury phase, phase where like he's just getting injured, and Ellsbury's not even playing. Um, it could get to that point where Bird never comes back, and he's just on the IL forever. So I feel like once they got to do something with bird, figure out something uh, to do, trade him in the, and at the deadline or uh, just bring him down to triple a or something. Uh, because I really can't see him beating Luke Voigt right now. Just not just because of the bat and performance, but because of injuries. Um, I think Luke Voigt is also doing really well anyway. So I don't think he's going to be stealing the job um, from him. So uh, it's just sad to see, but he has to. He ha- he can't be on the Yankees right now. Um, it's he just can't. He he, he really can't. Physically, physically, he can't, and I just don't want him here. Uh, I think we have a better team with him, not having to worry about the fact is Greg Bird going to get hurt today, stepping on a pebble. We don't have to concern ourselves with what Greg Bird is doing because if if he was if he was Aaron Judge and he was hurt, not this often, but if he was Aaron Judge and he was hurt. Maybe ten games here, one year, and twenty games here, one year. He'd live with it, but he's not Aaron Judge. He's not playing well. He's not, he, it's it's just a mess. And having Greg Bird here is, has caused a lot of issues. And I don't think there's room to have on this team anymore. Now, part of people coming back from injuries is realizing that the players who are replacing the players who come back from injuries. Uh, they had to go somewhere. Now, obviously, I think Talkman's going to keep his job. He's a backup outfielder, so there's that. Um, but maybe not. Maybe Gio Urshela becomes a backup infielder. But then you have Lemayhew. So there's a lot of things to think about. 
personally, I think when Stanton and Hicks come back, um, Stanton will DH, and Hicks will play center field. But I don't think Clinton Frazier's job is being taken away from him. I think Clinton Frazier has proven that he can play left field, and I think Brett Gardner will assume a backup role, and I think they'll demote Telquin. Um, Clint Frazier had a home run yesterday, had a two-homer game in, in Baltimore, had a go-ahead three-run home run in Baltimore as well. Uh, has played well. His defense has not been great, but um, that's going to improve. But he really has proven that the big leagues um, are where he belongs. Well, I don't think you'll see a demotion for Clint Frazier when, um, when he t- plays from back because, frankly, he's played too well to be demoted. Yeah. Um, besides the one bad game he kind of had on the defensive side was against Houston where he missed like three balls that he dove for. Um, but other than that, I think he's been playing. I think this is the best version of Clint Frazier that we've seen up here. Um, and I'm really liking it. And I think he definitely could definitely take the left field spot. Um, it's between – I don't think Talkman really has competition to, to Frazier um, besides last game who he went off. But I really think that Frazier, as all these games we've seen him play, I think he can definitely take that spot and have Garner as the backup, which Garner, that's a great backup guy um, to have on any team. I feel like he's got the speed still, even though he's getting up there in age, he still is fast uh, for, you know, for himself. Uh, he can play the defensive side. He, his bat is, is progressing a little bit, uh, but it's fine. I think, I think he does exceptionally well as a starter and on the bench, I feel like he'll do even better. So with Clint Frazier taking the job and having Stanton and the DH, I think that opens up more outfield positions, uh, you know, for them. So uh, I think I think that's a really a really good decision that they should look into and make, um, and we'll see what happens if they do it. Yeah, I just don't see them demoting Clint Frazier. He really has proven to the Yankees and Yankee fans and his team that. He belongs in the bigs. His bat is quick. He's a great base runner. He he plays with his hair on fire, both literally and figuratively, a redhead. Um, So I I don't see Frazier going to the minor leagues. I I think they're going to do that with Talkman and have Gardner be the backup. Um, It would be a bold move, but one that I think um, ultimately is the right move because the Yankees need to get younger. They've been pushing the, young, the youth movement for years now, bringing up guys like Judge, obviously, and Torres, and then Duhar, and way back Tyler Austin, and Greg Bird even, and Severino. So they brought up a lot of young kids to come and play. And um, I think Frazier is the next in line to be one of those young kids to come up and play well. I don't see any pluses in demoting Frazier when he's playing well. And they could just demote Taupman, who is a 29-year-old outfielder, will be either 29 or 30 in uh, in November. Um, when you can keep Clinton Frazier starting, playing left field, 
um, and really proving that uh, this team could be better with him starting than Brett Gardner. Um, so I think uh, that'll be a tough decision to make when it comes, but ultimately the decision will, will in my opinion, be made with, uh, with Frazier keeping the job and Gardner being the backup. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's a really good look at the outfield, and I, it'll be interesting to see when, when they do, when it's all set and done and all of our injuries are gone, how the team's going to look, because it's going to, with Frazier in there and having Brett Garner as your backup, it's going to look dangerous. So I'm really happy to see how they're doing and how it's going to go forward. And with all these injuries getting figured out, I think it's going to look really, really good. Agreed. This team is going to uh, to be improving and improving uh, greatly very soon when we have all our players back and uh, the ship will be righted uh, in, in due time. So with that, we have to wrap up uh, today's show. Um, great show. Talked about uh, both Sox series, both red and white, plus the injuries. And um, hopefully uh, they'll, they'll pull out tonight's game and sweep the Sox in the short two games set. Um, we will uh, yep. we'll see you next week, hopefully, at the same time. Uh, I've been Anthony and my co-host, Eamon. See you guys. And uh, we say so long for now. If I can make it there, I know I'll make it just about anywhere. It's up to you, New York. Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benson Sexton. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Eamon at Yankees Network 99, and Anthony at AF Simeon 16. That's AF S-I-M-E-O-N-E 16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at baseballpodcastnet.com. And be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D. One, YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Finster Talk. We'll see you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.